Yo, 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 yo. What is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome back to Game Over Edmonton. It's your boy, the one, the only, Avery Lewis McDougal here. And hey, there was so much good feedback in terms of when he came on the first time. People loved him. The children loved him. The animals loved him. So we brought him back for part two. It is the one, the only, Mike Wilson, MYQ Wilson on Twitter. Sorry, it's Kid Atlantis on Twitter. Mike, what are you Kid doing? Atlantis. It's Kid Atlantis. Avery just doxed me real time. <coughs> wow. I, going I, said to jail. Your, I said your Twitter name, not your address, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mike Fail couldn't make it, so you had to call it Mike Success. <laughs> You're really into your dad joke bag today, aren't you, Mike? I guess. Wow. So. Well, I brought you back on here. It's good to have you back on here again on Game Thanks Over for having Edmonton. Me. Of course, as the Edmonton Oilers. Oilers 2-0 when I'm on the show. That is true. That is true. You are one of the few undefeated guests on all Game Over platforms. So you have probably a 1,000 um, percentage. As you as you drink from a Game Over mug, which I gave you for Christmas. Yes. Mike Dangle. <laughs> <laughs> the man called himself Mike Dangle. Mike, anyways, brought you back on. Mike here. Wilson, aka Kate Atlantis, aka Mike Success, aka Mike Dangle. <laughs> You're here with you again. Yes. Talking talk, talking Oilers, talking Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Another stellar game. Yes, the Edmonton Oilers won tonight over the Seattle Kraken, seven to two. Went right there, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I am so happy to see him have another big game. Four points tonight, and this is the year I talked to Nuge a couple of days ago, and you know what? He's the kind of guy. He has said, you know, he told me, you know, it's all coming together. He's enjoying his success, and right now, Mike, he's on pace for over eighty-five points. He's on an eighty-five point pace right now. I'm sorry, a ninety-point pace would be his first time cracking that mark as an NHL player, and it's good to see him having success that's been sustained all year long, Mike. It's it's much needed. Um, the Oilers are a very funny team. <laughs> Um, and how much they're driven by their big guns. Um, there was a graphic that Bruce McCurdy tweeted today, and it was the a list of uh, all of the forwards for the Kraken and the Oilers uh, listed by how many points they have. And the top four are Oilers by by a mile. Obviously, McDavid now has 72 points. Mm-hmm. Um, Dry Seidel, Nugent Hopkins, who is top 10 in league scoring. Zach Hyman, he's he's in on everything. He had a subtle three points tonight, two goals yes. and assists. Um, and then after that, it is eight or it is twelve straight Kraken players. Like their fourth liner, uh, their worst fourth liner is scoring above you know the fifth best player on the Oilers. Um, so they're really they're really top heavy. And uh, without without you know a guy like Ryan Nugent Hopkins having a career year, um, you know they're they're even more starved for offenses uh aside from mcdavid and dry side so it's huge for the oilers that that this is happening no of course it is massive to see that you mentioned i uh, mentioned mcdavid right there he's out at 72 points and seeing him get to that mark before 40 games played ridiculous that was funny they showed that stats on sportsnet of how he's what fourth all time and the on the, the fast guy to get the reach out mark in the past 30 years has been mary lemieux who did it in 25 games which that's not that's not human. Stupid. Like 20, Unreal. Seventy points in twenty five games. Maryland, you got in his first full year took from cancer. That was bonkers stuff. But you're right. You're right, Mike. The Oilers. I've for a while we know they've been a 
very top-heavy team, which is why it was great to see also too clean Costin comes up with a two-goal night-to-night. You know what? He was someone which, when he was dealt to Edmonton from St. Louis, some people wondered that was a smart trade. Some people were wondering if he was going to really provide anything. And you know what? Small sample size. Yes, but I've liked what Costin has um, given the team so far in terms of depth scoring, Mike. You know, he's gone back and forth, but you know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna look to get force in the mouse when you get when you get uh I say mouse mouth um when you get depth scoring from guys like Klim Costin. Um he he hasn't been, you know, uh on the right side of the possession game as much as you would want to. Mm-hmm. Um but that's something the Oilers are looking for pretty much everyone, even even the big guys, you know, dry style, he's missing time. You know, the speculation is that he's still not hurt uh, healthy from you know, the high ankle sprain he suffered last year in the playoffs, his possession numbers by himself have been terrible all year, which I think was the big motivation of putting him up with McDavid um, in, in the first place when they had that initial run a few weeks ago. Um, so it's always good to get, you know, contributions from those players. You know, you want to get more. You would have loved to see maybe that McLeod, Fogel, Yamamoto line, which I thought was really uh, doing really well for the Oilers. I'd like to see them get maybe a bit more ice time, uh, you know, have the opportunity for them to contribute a bit more. Uh, obviously, those guys are all pretty low on the on the scoring list right now, and, and you expect them to be a bit higher. No, of course. I couldn't agree more, but you know, you mentioned um, Ryan McLeod and those guys. McLeod, 14-39 um, tonight, uh, Hamlin tonight, 10-33, uh, and then, of course, where is this side here? Oh, one second. Dylan Holloway, twelve forty-two. And you know, I'm a guy. I'm a. I'm a guy who believes. You know what? In this game, Mike, fighting is going away. You know what? It's it's gonna fade. It's gonna fade itself out. But seeing Dylan Holloway stand up for himself, you know, first career fight, he did get dropped. I thought I didn't mind seeing Holloway get a little bit physical there and get into his first fight. I didn't mind seeing Holloway not being pushed around by Vince Dunn in that sequence there for his first career fight, Mike. No, there's a lot of you know smoke around Edmonton about you know the toughness of players and mm-hmm. and. Um, maybe maybe they did take it to heart. Uh, after uh, I think it was a knee, it, it was a knee on knee collision from Mackenzie Wiegner. We are onto Connor McDavid. A lot of people, you know, looking for blood, looking for retribution. Mm-hmm. I think in in that game, obviously that wasn't a very smart. That wouldn't be very smart to do. I think the Oilers did the right thing by not retaliating. You don't know how the refs are going to handle that penalty. Yes, you're clinging on to a one goal lead in a game you are being dominated and 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 i i really do want to put out there that a lot of people are saying well you know good result by the oilers to get a win and you know they got a win um a really important win against you know the last game you're going to play against the calgary flames a, a team you're fighting for a playoff spot uh, against but it was maybe one of their worst games of the year they went and they went and started the thir- first period with a 33 percent course he thought you know what we're trying too hard, 22% in the, in the second and down to 11 in, in the third. You know, Stuart Skinner absolutely stole that one from them. Absolutely. So I think if you're, if you're going to reflect on that game, I don't think toughness is the thing. You want, you need guys who can play. Um, so so it is nice when you look at guys who you think can play. You know, you see Clem Costin throws yeah. the body. But, yes, he was, was physical all night. And, getting and he scored tonight as well. Um, and he scored tonight. Um, but – uh, you know, Dylan Holloway is a guy that I think the Oilers really need to develop uh, within the next couple of years if they are going to, you know, want to be contenders. I think that's an important player for them. So it's more heartening for me to see those kind of players step up, be physical, show toughness, show some team resolve than, you know, having people ask if they're going to get some plug fourth liner <laughs> to play three minutes a night who can, you know, 
throw a punch. Like that's not what's going to be do it. You you got to be able to do it as a team. Obviously, Evander Kane is a guy they're missing who, mm-hmm. who can do that. But I'd rather I'd rather see you know Jesse Puliarvi and Clint Cost, big guys. Yeah. Um, you know, just hold, Dylan Hall hold their own um, and and kind of answer the bell that way. No, exactly. I, t- I totally agree with that. I agree with having guys like you said right there, my guys who can play physical and can contribute offensively either on the third or second line as Mike showed once again the game on Edmonton mug as opposed to, remember, what was the last month we saw the the uh, excuse me, the rumblings of training for Ryan Reeves, which Ryan Reeves, oh, yeah. like, like, like... He can't skate on the... You know, it's so funny. It's so funny because I was telling you, uh, I was on my way to work and I was listening to Bob Stoffer. Um, who I don't normally listen to, but he was talking to John Shannon, um, who's who's not you know a progressive, analytic looking looking hockey analyst. He's more of an old school guy. Um, both of them, and even Bob System was like, "Well, what do you think about the chances of Ryan Reeves coming to Edmonton?" He's like, "Well, if he can skate, if he can't skate on the New York Rangers, what makes you think he'll be able to skate on the Edmonton Oilers?" And I'm like, "Wow, you're getting that answer from John Shannon. Like, you're fishing. Like, you're 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 uh, no one's taking your bait there, Bob." Um, so. Those, I mean, Minnesota went out and made the play um, for him. I guess, you know, any team but the Oilers when you're cheering for him is, is a good outcome there because Ryan Reeves is just not an NHL player at this point in his career. No, I totally agree. You know what? If it was Ryan Reeves um, five, six, seven years ago, I would listen. But Ryan Reeves now, it's like, we are, exactly, Ryan Reeves will play. <laughs> Ryan Reeves who the Pittsburgh Penguins traded a first-round pick for. <laughs> All right, settle down. I'll I'll, I'll listen to Ryan Reeves as a deaf deaf guy five years, five, six years ago. But now, we're right there, where he's struggling to skate on the New York Rangers. The the guy who the Wild traded for, which to me is still like, okay, you know what? That's Minnesota's that need, I guess. But right now, no, he's not a guy guy you want on your roster right now. He doesn't give you much in terms of (laughs) effectiveness on the third or fourth line. He really doesn't. But you know what? No, the guy you're looking them. for is Evander Kane, and it's mm-hmm. unfortunate that he had a horrific wrist injury yes. that'll keep him out for you know at least another month and a half to two months, maybe more. Who knows? Um, that's the exact guy you want. You know, score goals, be tough. Um, you know, maybe maybe cross the line every once in a while to send a message. Um, that's that's the guy you're looking for, but he has to be able to play. You know, eighteen. 19, 20 minutes a night for that to actually be effective. If you're playing five minutes a night, it doesn't. It really doesn't matter how big and tough you are. No, it really doesn't. And once again, with this win, Mike, Edmonton picks up big points against teams inside the division, inside the conference, now they win a pay coming up. Now, and I mentioned this on Game Over last time, for Edmonton to show they won't be a playoff team, they have to find ways to win games against teams in their own division, and they did just now. And that starts... One of the big things we see with Edmonton, uh, their Achilles heel for a long time, Mike, has been the starts have been have not the starts have been flat. The starts have been subpar, and to see them come out of the gate firing early with great signs to see his team with some jump in Seattle. It's been a weird year for the Oilers, yeah. or, or at least watching the Oilers, because you know they haven't seemed to play with the the identity that they they took forward with them when Jay Woodcock got hired last year into a, a really good end of the regular season and into a you know a pretty healthy playoff run. Um, you just haven't seen that same team, um, that the same commitment to the systems, uh, and they they just they were they're inconsistent. You're not you're not getting what you want again. As we go back to a lot of players who aren't named McDavid, Drysaitel, Nugent Hopkins, and Hyman. Just if you're not if you're not on that list, then 
you know, a lot of nights people are asking, where is this guy? Um, so you're not, you weren't seeing that. And then they took, because for a long time they're running that McDavid dry settle first line, just trying to get as many goals out of that as possible, kind of throwing everyone else to the wolves. Then right before puck drop against Dallas, they go three solid down the middle. They go McDavid with Hyman and uh, Pugliarvi back again, who was, Pugliarvi was playing fourth line minutes, you know, before that. Dry saddle gets Fogel and Yamamoto. Nugent Hopkins gets Costin uh, and Yanmark. Um, and, and they had their best game of the season going three deep. You know, Yanmark had two goals, but, but that line was really, you know, driving play. Um, Nugent Hopkins by himself, which again, isn't something we've really seen in his career over the past few years. He's really developed more uh, into a left winger for Dry Seidel or McDavid than a center. Uh, they haven't been able to play him there, but he did really well. And they played their best game in the season against a really good Dallas Stars team who can score. I was really inspired. I'm like, oh, maybe the team has figured out. They figured out the switch. Very excited for the next game. And they come out against Vancouver in the next game and they go up 9 nothing on the store scoreboard. They're, they're speed bagging them and they go up to a 2 nothing lead in the first period. I'm like, wow, the Oilers have found it. Like maybe this, they, they figured it out. We can go through the rest of the season, you know, playing like this. It'll be some inspired hockey. I'm, I'm excited to watch it. Then they piss away five straight goals from the Vancouver Canucks. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's an embarrassing loss. And that's how you go into the Christmas break. Then you come back, you know, you got a big game against Calgary. And like I said, might have been their worst game of the season that Stuart Skinner stole. You know, great that they have a goalie who can steal games. You, you, you know, you still wish it was the $5 million goaltender. But I will recognize <laughs> last time I said on the show was not a problem. Since then, it's, be, it's become a problem. Who knew? But Stuart Skinner has come up as, as much of a solution. Um, so I really liked seeing the start again tonight because, you know, it reminded you of, you know, the start against Vancouver. That was really good. That game against Dallas, that was really good. So at least you're seeing a bit more of that effort frequently. I'd love to see it every game. Um, you know, even tonight, I don't know how much, you know, obviously score effects are a part of it, but you, you saw a lot for that first period when they're scoring goals, they're turning around, taking shots from anywhere and everywhere. They're turning over pucks. They're getting them to the net. As the game developed, they're going back to overpassing. They're going back to not trying to make plays, but just trying to, you know, kill the game and get, get it over with, which it's, you know, it's, it's like the prevent defense in football. The only thing that prevents is you winning. Um, so I, I really hate when I see the Oilers like they did against Calgary in the third period when they were just getting absolutely pummeled. You know, you get the puck at uh, a puck battle in your zone and you just flip it out to center ice, try to live another day. You know, until McDavid scored uh, in the third period, like they only had one shot or maybe no shots like up to that point. Like I, I would really like to see them play for a full 60 minutes. And that's a critique coming off of a seven, two win. Like, I don't care about the goals get Seattle scored. Obviously the first one um, you, you want to see, you know, better defensive coverage there um, from, I don't know, James Hamlin was in front of the net and Bouchard was a little, right. a little outside. I'm not sure what the assignments are, but you want to see a bit more, <laughs> a bit stronger. play. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, that good start is important. And, you know, as you said, they've struggled with that mm-hmm. for a lot of years and it's been their Achilles heel. So I like the good start, but I also want to see a good finish, a good middle. Um, because at this point, the Oilers are a team that, that want to fancy themselves as cup contenders, um, not fight for a playoff spot. So I'm not just looking for them to get a win and, you know, 
keep in the playoff race. I'm looking them to show me their contenders every game. You know, I can't, you don't evaluate on the scoreboard, you evaluate the play. And the play started really well. You know, they got up to a four nothing lead. And, you know, maybe, you know, the game, tomorrow. you have a game tomorrow night back at home. You're just trying to coast it out. But I would really like to see them, you know, prove me wrong and deliver a nice, strong effort, a start, a complete game against Winnipeg tomorrow um, would go a long way to keeping uh, the optimism up for what this team looks like long term. Of course, I can agree more. I mean, I mean, before you continue, Mike, hold that thought for a second. Oh, is it ad read time? You bet it is, Michael. You bet it is. Think you know what way it's going to go? Make your bet with sports interaction. Whether it's hockey, football, or basketball, sports interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live in play, or one of our many prop bets. Sports interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see what all sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. 19 plus, and please play responsibly. You know, Avery, it's 11 p.m. Uh, uh, mountain time when we're recording this now. Who yes. knows when you'll get this podcast out for people, maybe maybe by Tuesday or Wednesday. We've <laughs> been that late. We've been that late last time. I'm what? telling everyone I know, listen to me on this podcast. No, it did so not. Smart. So smart. Slander upon my name. And it, and it took so long. But that is a lie. It went up. It was one episode. We had issues with the uploads. Rest of the time, mm-hmm. it's been up in a timely manner. It's just my episodes. Um, but tomorrow, uh, New Year's Eve, yes. uh, we are obviously having uh, our New Year's Eve party. What are the over-under on uh, alcoholic beverages I'm going to consume, Avery? I'll give you... I'll set the line at eight and a half eight. over under. No one eight and, you? And a half. eight and a half. That's probably I don't know. I just too, too. I'm not. Old. I'm not. I'm not too irresponsible most of the time. Well, you <laughs> no, you're not. But knowing you, it's New Year's Eve. I know what you're gonna do on New Year's Eve. I know how hard you're gonna go. He's taking me over, folks. I might. Sports interaction. <laughs> Sports interaction does not endorse Mike poisoning his liver. So. I don't know if you're trying. I don't know if you're trying to do your Mr. Wilson. But you don't tell sports interaction what they do and do not endorse. <laughs> not not your alcohol. They endorse gambling, and that's that's and that's, that's it. What not your... <laughs> gambling oh on drinking. Thought... Not the drinking. They're just like, well, you know, they're a fan of the action. You know, I will say this much: having you on playing for Mr. Mike Fail. I did say that it was probably going to be the roast of Avery over my food taste of Mike because Mike wanted to come on here and it's just my food taste, which you know are beautiful, wonderful, and have not had any. All right, what's your what's your food take of the night? Of the night, I've said it before. I'll say it again for those who never heard it before. Poutine is a meat-free dish. Don't yes, put no, don't, that's true. Don't put chicken no, in I'll that. Go, don't I'll put go. beef in that. I'll go further. What? So if you if you live in Alberta and not Montreal. Um, what you probably eat is poutine. I learned this recently. Um, not really poutine. It's it's actually more more uh, what I heard referred to as disco fries, which poutine. Uh, it, it's not a gravy. It's like a poutine sauce and it's cheese curds. Where if you go to whatever Queen's Donaire here down the street, they're going to give you fries with just gravy on it and shredded cheese, uh, which I like better. And it's called disco fries. You order it as poutine. They call it poutine, but it's not. 
and that's better. And also, yeah, you're right. I don't want I don't want meat on it. I don't even like the the donair sauce when they put it on it. I don't want that. I want disco fries. Oh, so interesting. There. There's a little there's tidbit. the food take. There's a little too free disco fries. Didn't you, didn't even know it was called that. There's um. Yeah. No, I'm spitting knowledge on all topics tonight. Uh, yes, you are. I got some. Co- we got some comments here. Comments. Uh, we, yes. We, yes, we got some comments in the chat. Um, actually, you know what? You know what? I'll I'll I'll, I'll bring it up here. Pickle. Pickle asked your three takes on Mark Bessier. They want your Mark Bessier thoughts, Mike. Just on him as a guy. As a guy, as a hockey player, just want yeah. your Mark Bessier thoughts. Good hockey player, greatest uh, Canuck in history. All right. Right. Yeah. Um, a nice champion. A champion for bald men <laughs> and laced potato chips. So, I'm giving Mark Messier two thumbs up. As you should. Me and two for me as well. So. Yeah, okay. Mark Messier. There you go. Awesome. Other questions. <laughs> what else do we have? What yeah. else do we have in the chat room? We got oh, we got some other questions here. Um, let's see where we... I saw a question here. Oh, from MG MGD eight eight two six two. He's always in the chat here, asking about um, Jack Campbell. Do you think Jack Campbell plays tomorrow night, or will Jack Campbell get a start? I yeah, I think Jack Campbell played tomorrow night. It's a back to back. You can't play Jack Campbell on a back to back. Uh, in the first year of a $25 million contract. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I mean, you know what, though? I would like to see Campbell start as well, but there have been some games where it's like, hmm, why isn't Campbell playing against Arizona? Why isn't Campbell playing against? Like, that to me is like, hmm, that's not a good sign. And but you know they, have, they haven't played Skinner in a back-to-back yet. True. You're right, though. So uh, I think especially because it's in a different city, like they're flying back from Seattle, yes. I imagine, right now. Um They'll they'll let Jack Campbell get the start tomorrow. That's a smart call. If they yeah. don't, I mean, I don't know what kind of message it's. I know exactly what kind of message it sends. Actually, it's a message that se- sends that say Jack Campbell uh, is is not good and we can't play him. I mean, <laughs> you said it right. You it's said not it, the one you want. And you said it right there, Mike. We're in year one of the year Jack one Campbell deal. So I think I think you got to you got to go out and play him. He's obviously got to play through this. I, I I believe that he can find his way to average, and the only way to do that is is to give him a shot. You know, the, right. the Winnipeg Jets are having a good season. I don't know if they're going to be uh, without Josh Morris, who's been really good for them this year. Um, so if they're missing him, that'll be a big hit for the Jets. But um, I think the priority for the Oilers was uh, winning the division game, especially with Seattle, a team who was uh, above them in the standings, now below, like bigger game than the Jets, who are in a different division. So I think they'll let uh, Jack Campbell take the New Year's game. Thanks for the question. Yeah, I know. I think – uh-oh, I think we lost your, we lost your video for a second here, Mike. Uh-oh. Oh, can you still hear me? We can still hear you loud and clear. Yeah, you are now okay. like the Phantom of the Opera. You are – for some reason, we're trying to get – almost – you know what? I'll say this much. I'm glad this happened towards the end of the show and not the start. But right now, Mike is the Phantom of the Opera for some reason. Well, you know, it's a. It, if you listen on the podcast, it doesn't matter. <laughs> that is true. If you listen to the audio, which will be up in a timely manner, Mike. That's one thing. If you, be. If you may Better have, be. See, that's the one thing, Mike. I see. I could go to outer space. I might go still find a way to bash you going to the moon or going to Mars. Oh yeah, Elon taking you there. <laughs> see, see right there. See, I'm not. I'm not an Elon Musk person. Man, man, I did bar trivia last night, 
And uh, I fancy myself the quite the expert on hating Elon Musk, dumbest guy in the world. Um, and they asked a question about uh, the question was like, what did he bring into Twitter on his first day? And I just couldn't remember because it, it was like all of the dumb stuff he did. And it was like a sink. And I remembered it was like, oh, he was like, let that sink in. I was like, oh, my God. So it made me so mad. I was I, I already hated the guy before he bought Twitter and just every new stupid thing he says and does on there. It can't make me any more mad. You know, I already hate him. So, anyways, we still got six more minutes to talk about. <laughs> yes, we do. As, as, or as, I, could, I could definitely talk to, about hating Elon for six before, more minutes. But. Before the Zoom <laughs> before the Zoom call beats us out, you know, we're not going to get into Elon Musk hate for six minutes, Mike. We're not going to do that. But I do want to ask you, a uh, brief, uh, brief orders aside, Mike, I, do, I know it's a topic that I find very dumb There's anger over. And I know you find this dumb as well. It has been okay. the it's been the anger towards Michigan's World Juniors. Just oh. I just want to get your thoughts on the on the constant whining over that. To me, it's like you know what? I'm, it's good for the sport. Do Michigan what you want. Stop complaining about that. Stop the whining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean it, it's it's obviously skill plays. It's it's so dumb when you have even like your players going out there and be like, yeah, we can't. We're skilling it up too much. We're not playing the right way. Like, what do you mean the right way? It's like, if you have the skill, you know, if you can go out and beat these teams, uh, like Austria and Germany and speed bag them, like you didn't lose to Czechia because of uh, you didn't score on the Michigan twice. And you almost did that time. It's a skilled play that if you think at times, if it's the best way to score a goal, you got to take it. Like, yeah. even I'm, I'm frustrated on the other end where they at one time, a couple of years ago, they asked Leon Dreisaitl if he would try it. He's like, no. I'm like, Leon. You're a goal scorer. You get paid millions of dollars to score goals. Why would you take some an opportunity to score a goal out of your repertoire? It's like saying, I'm not scoring on one-timers, or I'm just not going to use the backhand. It's disrespectful. It's a skilled play that results in goals. And you see, you know, two Canada players doing it. Exactly. Uh-oh. <laughs> Oh, that's great. So now Mike's video has dropped out and Mike's audio has dropped out. And I promise you, I promise you that's not my doing on Game Over. But I don't know what's going on right now. The internet is not, hang on. Mike's buffering for those who are wondering. From what I can see right now on the internal camera, Mike is buffering and he was, as he was mid-thought on the Michigan of the World Juniors. And the idea that you wouldn't want to do more of that, the idea, you know, that teams can't win with that, or teams can't win a gold medal with that, is ridiculous. And I saw a few arguments to Mike's point. Uh-oh. Oh, dear. Uh-oh. Now, okay, now I think Mike is back. Hold on. Are we still good? Yeah, you're... We can... <laughs> I got a comment from, from my pal, Dr. Internet, the bad boy of drive time, asking if we could interact more with the comments. So are we missing his comment? You have the comments. I do, yes. Also, anyway, in, in, uh, to summarize, Michigan good. Yes, Michigan very good. And when people say, you know, you know that you, I saw people saying, you know, that there should be more plays get the puck towards net. A Michigan is a high danger scoring chance. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, like they, no, absolutely. No, I'm just trying to go back and chat here. You know, hey, following the chat and talking to you, that's work. That is some hard work, Mike. I know. Oh, Marissa did post a, a, a photo of, of our chat, and I'm all string beanie. I'm yes. all squished up. Marissa and, Je Marissa and Jemmy, fan of, 
friend of Game Over and SDPN. She's a she's a part of the person. Edmonton Rush Supporters Club. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'll, I, I will pe- I will peel the layers back for a minute that we do have a very funny group chat that is very lacrosse based in terms of name, and we talk about fun stuff in there. But that is that is for just more stuff. I see some of the comments here. I'm trying to go back and see the comments we can um. To do that, we can go back through a lot of lot of jokes calling you the a voice in the night. A lot of comments on you being the voice in the distance. Oh, um, I, my audio's bad. No, because because the because the, the um video cutouts. Oh. There's a lot of phantom. There's a lot of phantom talk right now. I see. Yes, there's a lot of phantom talk. Yeah, I don't I know what happened. Com- my Wi-Fi is strong. I see a few comments. You're talking about um, Yamamoto again. Taking a few big hits and and helping out and getting to net again and yeah Moto, he's someone which Kyler, I I like the guy I like his play but when seeing him do a little bit more time against Seattle I, I didn't mind him getting to net a little bit more he's mm-hmm. someone who we all know five six plays like he's six foot six but again I want to see him shoot the puck a little bit more Mike I'm sure you feel the same way he's a guy who was demoted from the first line was playing more with death role again but I want to see him get to net a little bit more and doing we know he's capable of doing because. He scored 20 before in this league, Mike. He scored 20 before, and he's got to pull the trigger a little bit more when given the chance. Absolutely. I think he he plays his best when he's playing aggressive, mm-hmm. and and he is an aggressive player. You know, he gets yeah. under guys, wins a lot of puck battles, creates turnovers. That's what you're always looking for him. Um, you want to see him, and again, a lot of other players uh, pull, pull the trigger more, get the puck to high danger areas, and see what happens. Um, but when you're when you're out when you're on the outside. Score goals. So he's he's a guy that I'd like to see get to the middle of the ice more. Just like use his shot. I know it's not that strong, but he can shoot the puck. Um, yeah. He can he can place it. I'd like to see him him use that a lot more. No, exactly. And you know what? Hey, before the Zoom call ends, we're gonna wrap things up here. Mike, it's been a blast having you on again. Follow Mike. Thanks for having me. Of course, follow Mike Kid Atlantis on Twitter. Anyways, for Mike, I'm Avery, and we are gone. We'll talk to you all again. In the new year for myself, but the New Year's Eve show, it'll be handled by Zach and Dennis. I will talk to you all again in 2023. Stay safe. Have fun. We're done. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook.